Yavomis Tafyudala the Medalif, the architecture of halachic authority, which we'll only get some, some insight into, Beit Shammai Mechadidi. Uh, we have the ongoing discussion around Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, particularly on this piece of Gomorrah. The Gomorrah is looking into the question of whether when Beit Shammai had a view that was different from Beit Hillel, did Beit Shammai actually practice that? Or did they accept the prevailing view of Beit Hillel and, and, and live according to, to that? Was there one halachic practice, although there were different views in in, in how to get there is what the Gomorrah is discussing. Uh, and important to understand this piece of Gomorrah is a Gomorrah in, in Eruvin, which you might remember from Dafyud Gimel, for um, three years, there was an argument between Beit Hillel and Beit Shama as to how the halacha should be. A heavenly voice came out and said, Both of them are valid views, they're accurate, they're correct. But when it comes to how we practice, we practice halacha like, like Beit Hillel. Uh, based on that, on this issue of whether or not Beit Hillel, Beit Shammai actually practiced their view or didn't, and as we learned in the mission we discussed yesterday, uh, there were some serious ramifications in the differences between Beit Hillel and Beit Shammai, even in, in the sense of Mamzerut, it went as far as that. Uh, and here we have a Machlokis Rav and Shmuel, Rav Lo Asu Beit Shammai Kedivrehem, Rav says Beit Shammai followed Beit Hillel, Shmuel Amar Asu Vasu Beit and Shmuel says absolutely they followed their own view. Amat asked the Gemara, when is this, when the, this whole discussion of whether or not they followed their own view, when is it? If we're talking about before the time of the heavenly voice, my time of demanda, my loasu, why would they not have followed their own view? If that's their view, why would they not have followed it? So you're talking about after the heavenly voice, my time of demanda, if there's a heavenly voice that says, like why would Beit Shammai carry on doing it their way? Answers the Gemari, doesn't make a difference. You can explain it either way. That, that the view of Rabbi Yochanan that Beit Shammai act, and the view of, of Shmuel that Beit Shammai actually followed their own decision, decisions. If it was before the heavenly voice, we're talking there where Beit Hillel was in the majority. Um, and, that, and that would be why they, they would have followed Beit Hila because Beit Hila was the majority. And according to the one that they didn't do, that's because Beit Hila was the Rov. If Beit Hila is the majority, why did Beit Shammai go against the majority? This is a very important point. When do you follow the Rov? When do you follow the majority when they are equal in wisdom? But Beit Shammai was actually sharper. Their lomdus was, was better. Their technical ability to reason was considered superior to that of Beit Hillel. So Beit Hillel had the majority and Beit Shammai had the, the superior intellect. And, in, uh, and so the Beit Shammai, so the question is, did Beit Shammai follow the majority or, did Beit, or, or was the fact that Beit Shammai was, was sharper uh, uh, important enough? Uh, Tos was uh, asked some important questions uh, on on this idea of the rov, the idea of achrei rabim le achrei and so on. Is so on, is 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 in Pashas Mishpatim, um, and the the Seder Mishnah. The Seder Mishnah is uh, is the Bala Machzit Hashekel. This is 18th century, um, right, right? An important sefer. 
and and he mentions, and I've only seen this quoted, I haven't seen it in the original, uh, that what the what the heavenly voice came to say is, It's not that we're following the bat call. The bat call simply said, you've got two issues. You've got a majority and you've got smarter, the, the, the smarter people. What the bat call came to say is, ignore the smartness of Beit Shammai. So if you ignore the smartness of Beit Shammai, you're left with the majority, follow, follow, follow the majority. This idea of the majority, Achrei Rabim, that we've got to be, that we've got to pass, and Achrei Rabim, to follow the majority. This is important. It's not just a Gzeres Hakosov. What's interesting is, it's been found that the majority mass, masses, large groups of people, seem to have an amazing intelligence that none of the individuals have. Uh, and that's what there's a, there's a remarkable book that was written called The Wisdom of the Crowds. You might remember that. And part of uh, this principle was used in 1968 to, to find a lost submarine that had sunk in the North Atlantic and nobody could find it. And they got all these naval experts together and they asked them to figure out where it was and it wasn't anywhere near where any of them said it should be. And then they got the group together, a large group, and they just said, well, forget your science. Just take a bet. If you were to take a bet, just put a point on the map where you bet the, the submarine is. They then took all the bets and they averaged them. And they found that the, um, the, the, the submarine was found within 40 miles of where the average bet was. Uh, and they give many, many examples of the capacity of, of the rabbim to, to, to make a bet. And that's why betting is one of the accurate ways of prediction that people use. Uh, the stock markets are, are bets. People are taking bets, and it's a, it's not out of expertise. It's not that they know what's happening. It's just there's some kind of intelligence that that the crowds has. Achari Rabim Lahatot would seem to be that you've got to show respect to a majority opinion, not just as a Gzeasakosov, but it seems more than that, that the majority, there's, you don't always understand it, but there's something there that the majority has. The question is, is it just numbers of people, or does expertise come into it? And what we see in our, in our Gemara is that expertise does come into it, which is important in the way we paskan halacha. We don't just weigh up. This is when so many people say this, that, the other, and only a few say that way, so we go to the majority. That's the whole idea of, of curatorship in halacha, to understand the weightings of different poskim. You, you, can't, you can have five people who say one thing and, and one, all of them poskim, and one who says the other, but the one who says the other is the Chazonish, or the one who says the other is, is Moshe Feinstein. You, you, you don't weight the poskim the same way, and one has to understand the weighting when, when, when one uses them, because one has to paskin not only according to how many people said what, but one has to paskin also according to the lomdas, the method of reasoning, and to what extent you go along with that method of reasoning, and who goes further in their method of reasoning, and who considers situations that maybe the others have not considered. So you've got to, you, you've got to understand the whole method of, of, of reasoning. Um, if you look at the at the sefer Achinuch Belam in Mitzvah Ayin Chet, he says Mashani Yomer Ki Bichirat Harov LeOlam Hu B'Shishnei Akitot Hachokot Shavot B'Chokmat Ayemet. The only time you go for, by the majority is if the majority and the minority are equally expert. Then you go by the majority. But if 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 not, then you'll go you'll go by the more expert, even if they're not the majority. Uh, and he brings and he says then they're but excepting for a Sanhedrin. 
In the case of a Sanhedrin, we're told to follow the majority. We don't weigh up who on the Sanhedrin and, and give more weighting to the greater people. Everybody in the Sanhedrin is, is great. And the Torah tells us in the case of the Sanhedrin um, that we've got to follow the majority. The Ramban in Sanhedrin, Daflamid Beis, goes further. And the Ramban says that also applies to a regular Beisdin. There can be three Dayanim on the Beisdin. He goes against the Tshuva of Rabbeinu Haigon. Rabbeinu Haigon is like... Uh, the end of the, of, uh, he's already in the time of the Goenim, but he comes from Pumpedita, he comes from Bovel, uh, the, the son of Rav Shreirago. And this was right in the, in the period of the Goenim in the, in the 10th century, early, early, early. And Rav Haigon says, even on a Beisdin, if the, if the one dissenting view is the bigger Talmud Chochem, you'll go by the dissenting view. That's how Rav Haigon Paskins. And the Ramban disagrees with that and says, based on the Sanhedrin, it's not only the Sanhedrin that you follow the majority no matter what, it's even in a small base din. But that's all Babate din. When it comes to, to normal life, there you've got to certainly weigh up. If it's not a base din, it's just poskim that have said certain things, that have written things in Sforim, or you just want a general view from the, from the world, there you've got to consider the expertise and intelligence and reasoning of, of the people you're following. And, um, and, and in business, this is very important. When you're leading a team or you're having a meeting, uh, very often a majority consensus develops. And it's important if you're the chairman or you're leading, or even if you're not, even if you're just somebody there, probe the minority. Because very often the minority has some reasoning that the others haven't thought of. And when the minority has a chance to express, very often the minority is also intimidated, so they're quiet. You get a whole consensus is developing, and you notice there are two people or one person who hasn't opened his mouth or her mouth. It's important to probe. What are you thinking? Because very often, I can't tell you how many times I've had it, that the minority has swayed the majority. When you pull it out of them and they say, well, I'm not, I disagree and this is why, and you discuss and you have a debate, all of a sudden the majority say, yeah, never thought of that. And, and they're able to sway the majority. So you have to be very, very careful when, you do, when you're developing consensus that you don't develop consensus just around the majority. Although we talk about the wisdom of the crowds, but there needs to be some debate. There needs to be some discussion. The majority has to have the opportunity to listen to the reasoning of the minority and then to take an opinion and to take a view. And really interesting is the continuation of that Gemara and Eruvin. So the Baskal comes and the Baskal tells us, in this particular case, you've got to, um, even though Beishamai are the Mechudodim, are the sharper ones, and normally when we've got two bodies, not in a Beisdin, but just two authorities, and one is a, a larger in number, but one is more expert in reasoning, we will follow the expert reasoning. That's normally the case. But in this case, the Batkal came and said, in this case, we go like Beit Hillel, ignore the expertise of Beit Shammai and go like Beit Hillel. Why is that? So the Gemara in Erevin conti continues, the mission in Erevin continues to tell us why. Because of the Midot of Beit Hillel. So now you've got Midot versus smartness, brilliance. And what's beautiful about the Midot of Beit Hillel is their humility brought them to study Beit Shammai as carefully as they studied their own words. They always first went into Beit Shammai. They always went in with an open mind. This open-mindedness is critical when you're deciding who to follow. If, you've, if the majority are closed-minded and don't listen to the minority, then, you, then they have no authority. They haven't considered that option. What we see with Beis Hillel, the beauty of their Midot was they studied Beit Shammai. 
although it was different from their own, what could they possibly mean? How might we be wrong? How might they be right? And only after carefully studying the views of the other side did they make their call. That, that's a completely different level. Even though Beit Shammai are smarter and Beit Shammai have better lambdas and Beit Shammai are more brilliant, but Beit Hillel's approach, their open-mindedness and the humility with which they approached the topic gave them a level. That's what the Batkal teaches us. This is not just a Batkal. You know, normally it would be this, but in this case, it's, that's not what it is. The Batkal is teaching us how to make decisions. The Batkal is teaching us how to manage diverse opinions. And the Batkal is teaching us that normally... Everything being equal, we'll follow the majority, wisdom of the crowds. However, if the minority has brilliance and reasoning that the majority doesn't, we'll follow the minority. However, if the majority studies the minority's view and, accept, and opens their mind to it and rejects it nevertheless, then their brilliance is not important. Then we'll, go, then we'll still go back to following the majority, as in this case, we'll follow Beit Hillel. And so it is when, when managing diverse opinions, which you've got to do all the time, sometimes just in, uh, in your own decision-making. Uh, you're reading views in the press. You're use, reading uh, uh, political opinions, your business and financial, financial opinions. And sometimes it's really managing a team of people, managing a meeting or a group of people. Uh, it's so important to be able to go into it with an open mind. Always important to, in one's own reasoning also, to take the other side. And we do this in halacha all the time. Take the other side. How might this look if I saw it from their perspective? And go into their perspective and look at it from their perspective. And then come back to your perspective and see if it's still the same. Or maybe since you've gone into their perspective, the issue looks a little different. The, the way Beit Hillel used to. And when you're working with people, make sure that the majority has heard the view of the minority. That the minority has been able to express its view, has been able to give its reasoning, explain the reasoning that the majority listened to it with an open mind, and at the end of listening to it still believes that their view is the, is the preferable view, then we'll go like the majority. But it's not just a blanket uh, polling and, and following the majority of the polls. We've seen recently how, the, how wrong the polling can be. It's not just about statistics. This is about deep understanding, and at the end of the day, it's about midot. It's about the humility with which to be open-minded. 